Hello and welcome to the Gaming News Podcast on Second Layer Gaming. We are a YouTube channel that makes um, videos about gaming. Um, we have plenty of PS4 gaming content and currently we're doing some gaming news content, whether it be a video or a podcast like this one, because I don't have my PS4 anymore. So yeah, this podcast is going to be about gaming news through the week and for this episode... Um, it's really, it's really just going to be going through the history of gaming because we have so much to talk about. It it can't all really be in such a weekly format. So yeah, let's just jump into some of the gaming history. So of course, the earliest part of gaming was the arcade gaming. Wow, it's so historic. You of course have all these great arcade cabinet games especially the Big Daddy, the OG, the greatest one arcade game ever, probably. You have Space Invaders. Um, Basically, you have some shields, Desolate Deteriorate, and you just shoot down aliens. It's so simple, yet it was so addicting that quarters were just filling that arcade cabinet, basically. So, you also had stuff like Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, all of these things, but this was the birth of gaming so you have to at least appreciate it and there are still some arcade cabinets today of course they're not being really manufactured but you can still find some of the classics today especially pac-man and space invaders and galaga um but then of course one of the big desires was to bring some of these uh video games to the home because it's not really fun to have to drive every time you want to play a video game so the first time you had that was, of course, the brown box itself, the Magnavox Odyssey, a knob and a button as a controller was all you needed back in the day to have a great gaming experience. And that was just the birth of console gaming in 1972, and it only came a few months before the Atari consoles. However, only three years of production for the Magnavox Odyssey so they discontinued in 1975, and they said it was poor sales, and they blamed it on mismanaged in-store marketing campaigns and the fact that home gaming was a relatively alien concept to the average American at the time. But however mismanaged it could have been, at least this is the birth of home gaming, and we all have to appreciate that because without that, we wouldn't have a Switch, we wouldn't have a PS4. We don't have the PS5, Xbox Series X, any of those things. So, basically, of course, we also had Atari. So, they made home console games a few months after Magnavox. But they definitely lasted much, much longer. Lasting over the years until, I think, about 1990. Definitely something from the 70s and the 80s. And, and... They sold the first electronic video game, Pong, and those were arcade machines in 1973 as well. So, I don't know if you know about Pong, but it's just ping pong on an arcade machine, and it's actually pretty fun um, to play. I You should know this, though. So, $1,000, and with inflation, that would cost a lot more. So, backtracking to Space Invaders, 
in Japan, there was actually a quarter shortage caused by that game. So just an interesting fact. But one of the competitors to Atari was, of course, Nintendo. And we know them today for the Nintendo Switch and the classic video game, Super Mario Brothers. Just an absolute classic. Um, You just can't disagree with that because it actually saved video gaming as a whole, the NES slash Famicom. Because at that time, Atari had E.T., which had which was the worst video game of all time saying many people and all of console gaming was brought down in a huge crash in the 1980s but then came the nes first released in new york but in japan it was already the famicom which was not that popular but then we had the nes in the usa first launched in new york and then the rest of the market and it was just a huge success and it really brought back gaming so you have Mario Bros Mario Bros 2 and 3 and yeah now we have Super Mario Odyssey and Super Mario 3D All-Stars so that just gives you a bit of like the history of this company that we have so yeah back in the 1980s they started making these home consoles because they used to be card makers actually and then we had the pc so we all know the pc today which is the personal computer i'm sure many of you have this in your home it's a staple of the home and on the pc it definitely just wow it just definitely gave you a lot more customization in your games you could program games on your PC, especially RPGs were super popular on PC, and so that's a lot of what I'm saying about PC, but today, of course, we still have PCs, and they are the best gaming system, well, not, I'm, I'm saying that's subjective, though, they're the best gaming system in terms of performance, because you can add so much to that, uh, RTX card, you know, best graphics card, everything like that, the level of customization on PC just trounces any type of console with the different types of joy cons on switch that's not even close to what you can get to on the pc the home computer it was just crazy so then for the few years for console gaming nintendo had zero competition with that nes that nes was so successful and just nobody was competing with that nobody was questioning that And it's 8-bit, as we all know. But then, Sega decided to have an idea. What if we have a 16-bit console? What would that be like? So they moved on with that idea. And they create the Sega Genesis, um, the first 16-bit gaming console. And it's pretty historic, especially with Sonic the Hedgehog, the staple of that console. So their marketing was edgier. They were trying to appeal more to teens. It was much more exciting. And they also had the Dreamcast, which was a huge failure. Um, The Sega Saturn and everything. And after that Sega Genesis, Nintendo had to put out a Super Nintendo Entertainment System because they realized that that Genesis was going to get a lot of sales, especially compared to the, um, to the, dang it, NES. 
So yeah, they had to release that 16-bit console. And then eventually, we move to 3D gaming. So in the 1990s, we have the revolution of 3D gaming. So we obviously have Nintendo and Sega. So we had the N64 and the Sega Dreamcast, both capable of playing those 3D games. But Nintendo made the mistake of ticking off Sony, one of the biggest companies, they wanted to make a CD thing with them, but they called it off at pretty much the last second. That really ticked off Sony. And the PlayStation was made, so it competed against the N64 and the Dreamcast. And it sold more. A newcomer just came in here with 3D gaming, and they managed to outsell the two people who had just been going at it for a few years so this was definitely a big surprise and so many people had the playstation and then this was where seven year console generations really came into play so eventually in 2000 we did see the new wave of video game consoles and now we were able to lose a contender but then we got one more added so the final new contender in console gaming after Sega dropped out was Xbox. So in 2000, we had the PlayStation 2, the greatest selling console of all time, just killing the Xbox and the GameCube. So the GameCube comes out in 2002, and the Xbox comes out in 2001. And I just want to, this is put it, this is just an understatement. The PlayStation 2 murdered both of them and then put them into a dumpster. It was crazy how much they sold. You can look at the comparisons yourself. And most of that was because it had a built-in DVD player and the thing could play games. And it was cheaper than most actual DVD players. So this console was just crazy. And it managed to just destroy the original xbox but talking about the original xbox made by microsoft the pc giants so of course there was pc gaming but these were just pc giants and they decided to take their hand in gaming with the xbox and originally it was a pretty good success it actually sold out the nintendo gamecube so it was pretty good um i'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah so basically that's what started and xbox is a pretty good console seller today so now from this point on we lose zero contenders and we gain zero contenders so the next console generation we have the ps3 the xbox 360 and the nintendo wii so actually the wii won this generation it's kind of painful to say but that was mostly because it had a great appeal to casual gamers and it had wii sports the greatest sports game of all time especially with the copy pasting that we have today so yeah that's the biggest contender but then we had a lot of comparisons with the xbox 360 and the ps3 because those were the ones with actual controllers and not the wii remote so the ps3 was so expensive that they just lost sales in the beginning so it's painful for me to say as a playstation fan but i'm not gonna lie xbox won the generation but what I'm proud of is the PS3 managed to pull out in 2013, probably the last year, I think, of when the PS3 and the 360 were still the latest and the greatest consoles. 
it managed to outsell the 360, so I'm kind of proud of that, but I have to say it myself, the 360 did win that generation, and we move on to the next generation, which is the current gen right now, because it is before November 2020. We have the Xbox One, the Wii U, and the PlayStation 4, so... There were actually two consoles this generation from Nintendo, the Wii U, as I mentioned, and the Nintendo Switch, so we'll get into the Switch later, but the Xbox One just ruined their release so badly, so right now it's a 2 to 1 ratio on the sales between Xbox One and PlayStation 4, because what happened is that they just advertised TV and none of the gaming console in the reveal event, which is a huge mistake. And the PS4 was $100 cheaper, and Xbox was kind of watching you with a bundled connect required to operate the console. And then the used game policy, the trade-ins not being allowed, the returns not being allowed, uh, being online for a day, and all that stuff just ruined it. But the PS4 is a great console. I used to have it myself, and I've played the Xbox One, and I think the upsides of the Xbox One are... The UI, which is pretty fresh, but it, it does take a long time to navigate. And then you also have the controller. I have to admit the controller is better. But the Wii U's controller was a tablet! What was that for, Nintendo? What what are you doing? Why would you make a tablet? Anyways, that's what we have with the Switch today, but it was the controller. It wasn't even the whole console like the Switch. So... It was really hard to make games for, and horrible battery life, and pretty overpriced. I'd say $300 for that thing was just crazy, so it sold pretty bad. It didn't have a lot of games, didn't have third-party support, and this is when EA started treating Nintendo as a joke. So now, this day, we have FIFA 21 Legacy Edition, which is actually FIFA 19, but with new teams and everything. Pretty annoying, but... That's kind of what EA does, and we have NFS Hot Pursuit Remastered coming a week later to the Switch instead of coming out as soon as PS4 and Xbox One. But I forgot to mention, with Xbox, we got Xbox Live, which was the first online gaming service ever. So you got to play with your friend across the street, but you didn't have to go to his house and he didn't have to go to yours. Just friend him, play Halo together. So then PS3... PS4. Since then, we've had online gaming on all consoles except for the Wii. And then, so we talk about the Wii U. In 2017, we have the Nintendo Switch. And in the three years it's been out, it has outsold the Xbox One in the seven years it's been out. So I think the Switch is at 80 mil right now. PS4 is at like 110 mil. And Xbox is at like 55 mil. So sorry, Xbox. Um,. So yeah, that's just basically it, but the Switch was so successful because it's portable and it's a home uh, console as well, and it is actually cheaper than the PS4 or the Xbox One, so that was definitely a strength. And now the generation that's coming in one more month. I can't wait for this thing! We got the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, and I think it may be a 3-1 sales deficit for the Xbox Series X this time. It's crazy. And there are some rumors for the Nintendo Switch Pro maybe releasing with them. So that would be pretty cool to see, actually. I'm predicting it'll be a pure home console like the Switch Lite was a pure portable. But we get SSDs. 
we get much faster loading times. We get new UIs, which I really enjoy, both of them. Um, we get the new controllers as well, and better games, better looking games, great graphics. That's basically what this whole new generation is going to be about. But honestly, with looking at it, I'm so excited. It looks so good. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so, in a month, we're going to be seeing those consoles release. I'll try and get my hands on a PS5 because I tried pre-ordering and it never worked out. I'm still pretty sad about that, but I'm especially excited for Five Nights at Freddy's because I'm kind of a fanboy of that series. But as we finish this gaming history, finally, we get to move on to the modern gaming news for the last week. So the gaming news we've had for the last week, I'm getting this from Spawnwave, by the way, shout out to him. He always provides me with my gaming news inspiration. So basically what we have, the Xbox Series S, we used to think it was only going to support up to 1440p, but that's not true anymore. We now have confirmation that it can support 4K um, and on PS4 update 8.0, they started recording the voice chat and if you have vulgar language they will ban you they would have definitely banned <laughs> some a lot of people but then this update comes out a lot of people are being a lot calmer um we had xbox series x overheating because it was letting out a lot of heat um the boxes have been leaked for the ps5 dual sense pulse 3d playstation camera and the box for the actual ps5 is not leaked at all because they actually gave that to us the nintendo switch has held the sales record for 22 months in a row um the joy-con prices in japan have gone down burger king and ps5 have teamed up to sell those consoles if you win a scratch off online um and xbox did that with taco bell just a little bit different so um, that's basically most of the news we've had for the last week. This episode has been pretty long. I'm aiming for around like 10 minute episodes because I want this to be short. I don't really want it to be 20 minutes like this one. But of course, we did go through the history of video games and I had to do a short roundup. So um, I didn't really want to go too in depth about anything over here. So yeah, uh, guys, thank you for listening, because this is a podcast. Um, make sure to um, subscribe to us on Anchor, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can go over to our YouTube channel, which we have some past gaming news, which we have 10-minute videos, so you can watch things. And then um, we go more in-depth about some of the topics that I just spewed out at the end here. So hopefully you like this video. Um, if you're on Breaker, it's not a video of Guinea, it's a podcast. So if you like the podcast on Breaker, you can like it, obviously, comment and everything. Leave us a good rating. Uh, I'll see you um, when I decide a schedule. Um, it should be every Thursday because I do have a buttload of time on Thursdays. I'm signing out now. Peace.